You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. We have an amazing guest today. Uh, we have Louise from Highly Sensitive Person over on Instagram, and I've been following her for a while, so I'm really excited to have her on the show today. So let me just give you a little bit of background. Um, she's based in Sweden and calls herself a creative daydreamer who wants to make the world a better place by being transparent and sharing her story. She calls herself a sucker for self-care, nature, and routines, and her mission is to help highly sensitive people embrace their sensitivity and live their best life by shining their light on being highly sensitive. She started her community after being home, exhausted from work. She noticed she had a hard time processing everything that was going on around her and took on other people's feelings. Like we all know how that feels. She had a hard time with loud noises, strong scents, and her body craved minimum sensory input. I get it. During this time, Louise couldn't find a place that spoke to her visually and when and she wanted to feel seen and heard. So she's decided to create a community herself, um, as she likes to call it, a safe little cloud where she can connect with highly sensitives like herself. So her Instagram community is highly sensitive underscore person. Welcome, Louise. I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Like I said, I've been following her for a while, so it's just great to put a face to the content. Yeah. Yeah, I don't share Welcome. my face that much. So, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I don't either. Um, and I will say that um, over time, especially now that I've uh, written a book, my publisher's like, you really need to do more videos. They get more traction. And I'm, it's just being highly sensitive, you know, or as an empath, like it's really hard for me to put myself out there on video. I don't know. It just feels energetically. Um, I feel very exposed. Yeah. So yeah, I feel much more, I feel much more calm and safe behind my posts. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So welcome. Thanks. So we'll dive in. Um, so what we're going to do for the next 25, 30 minutes is we're going to talk about being highly sensitive. And I know a lot of people, you, uh, I get the question is, what's the difference between a highly sensitive person and an empath? And it's a great question. And I know for myself, I believe that all empaths are highly sensitive, but I don't think all highly sensitive people are empaths. So Louise, what would you say is the difference between a highly sensitive person and an empath? Yeah. So um in the like all the empaths share mm -hmm. the same traits as the highly sensitive people but yeah. um however i think empaths take the experience a little bit further um so they can sense like subtle energy uh and actually like absorb the energy into their souls and bodies <laughs> yeah um, yeah exactly and i think highly sensitive people typically don't do that. Um, so I think that's the main difference. Um, yeah, absolutely. What I found too, because um, I do work, um, trauma work too, is what I found um, from people who have followed me on Instagram and kind of like watching comments and uh, with the clients that I work with, 
um, a lot of times people may think that they're empaths, hmm. but either they're highly sensitive and not an empath or they're, sometimes they're trauma survivors, which has created this hypervigilance in their body and minds and nervous systems where they're so focused on other people hmm. um, because they're afraid of being re-traumatized that they think they're picking up on energy, but really they're just, their nervous system is feeling frazzled because there's unhealed trauma still. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great. So an empath, um, what I always say is like an empath feels it while a highly sensitive person notices it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a highly sensitive person can tune in to what's going on with the other person and be like, wow, okay, that person's feeling really sad, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have more mirror neurons. So we tune into that. Where an empath's going to go, wow, that person's feeling really sad, and now I feel sad. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I usually uh, explain when um, when we were allowed to go on the tram. <laughs> yeah. Not, we're not right now, but um, I could go on the tram, and I was like super happy and bubbly. And then when I got off, like ten minutes later, I was like, Ugh, I'm depressed. <laughs> so I, yeah. before I knew that I was an empath and highly sensitive, I didn't know why. I was like, I must be just weird because <laughs> I yeah. switch so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but now when you know, um, you know why that's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I spent many years thinking, um, you know, what, what is wrong with me? Mm. Right. Because I would gauge it even when I was younger, almost like looking around and going, are you guys getting this? And, you, and you're looking around for other people to confirm that like, yeah, that's what I'm getting, picking up on too. And then you realize, no, nobody else is picking up on that. And of course, you're like, wow, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, years ago, when it was before I actually started to do the real work of healing um, and didn't really quite understand, I didn't understand really about who I was or why I experienced the world as I did. I remember running back when I used to run um, more often outside. And if I got too close to another runner... Like I would try to purposely not look at the person hmm. because I could be like really happy and like bubbly. And then if I get too close to someone and I zone in on their energy, then, then it, I would be like, oh no, I feel horrible now or yeah. I'm picking up on the stress or whatever. Um, but that I would isolate more like, okay, just don't look that way hmm. or, exactly. you know, avoid as much as you can because yeah. I was trying to hold on to, uh, that feeling of whatever it was, happiness, joy. I always felt like it was, um, there was some threat that was going to take it away from me. Right. And so I learned to isolate and like, okay, I'll just stay away from people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk a little bit about, right. So struggles, right. Trying to like isolate and things. So what would you say as a highly sensitive person, what do you think are our greatest strengths? Um, for me, at least, I think it's that we make really good friends <laughs> or parents or partners because we are so aware of what's going on in other people's hearts and minds. So, yeah, we're like really attentive and responsive to the needs of others. Yeah. So that I yeah. think that's a beautiful one. <laughs> it is um, a beautiful one. Yeah. And also, I think our empathy because we're like already already in tune with our own feelings mm -hmm. um that we are like better able to 
perceive the feeling of others as well. Um, yeah, and that can, I, hopefully, um, that makes other people feeling like feeling truly heard and seen, I think. Right, right. Um, yeah, like actually using that empathy to help someone else feel seen and heard for whatever, wherever they're at, like without, you know, like if we use, if an empath, a highly sensitive person is taking care of themselves, right. And our cup is full. Mm. We have the capacity to go really deep with people in a way that not fixing them, right. But actually just sitting and hearing them. And even if they're feeling sad or anxious, if we have taken care of ourselves in a way where we know to let go of that and not to hold it, we can sit with their feeling and really be like a conduit of like healing for them. Exactly. Right? Because they really are feeling seen and heard. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Right. So I think that's an amazing strength. Yeah. And oftentimes um, you don't want a solution to your problem or your feeling. You just want to be heard. So I think that's Absolutely. a really good one. And it's well needed because a lot of people just doesn't doesn't listen um the way that highly sensitive and empaths do i think yeah a hundred percent yeah with anything right so um you can take a strength and if you're not careful you can actually turn it into a weakness right if you abuse that strength so um you know, I'll have people, I've had a few people comments or like DM and the, and the assumption is, oh, if you're an empath, then you're automatically this kind, empathetic listener. But really, we don't have, we don't have like own that corner of the street where we're always kind and we're always, you know, we always use our empathy in just the right way. We have the potential to be like any other human, right? Cold, distant, So that's why it's like, yes, we have this gift, but that doesn't automatically mean that we're using it for the best of, you know, for the best of all involved, like us and the other person. So that's why it's so important that we know how to care for ourselves because, you know, like you say on your website, what 20% of the population are highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. That means that 80% of the people in the world aren't. So we have to live unlike 80% of the people. We have to care for ourselves differently. And I think that's the missing piece of, um, and it could be just like an introvert trying to live or push themselves to be more extroverted. It's the same thing. Like owning that you're highly sensitive first, instead of trying to make the world accept you, accept yourself first and start caring for yourself so you can go out and and thrive in a world that's the majority of people are not highly sensitive. Exactly. So what would you say then um, would be our most common struggles? I know that I have a whole bunch because <laughs> I've lived through that. So, um, Yeah, but I think we touched on that. But picking up other people's um, emotional, what do you call it, junk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And the thing that, that we get over, em- like emotional overload. Um, yeah, I think that's a really hard one. And as you say, if you don't take care of yourself in a good way, it's really hard to separate that and find a way to not be, um, have emotional overload. Um, absolutely. And also the thing that I, I don't know if anyone else recognized themselves in this, but I cry when I cry, I cry when I'm overwhelmed. I cry when I'm angry <laughs> and everyone yeah. thinks I'm just sad all the time. 
like not all the time, but when I cry, when, if I'm angry right. and I cry, people think I'm sad. But it's just that I don't know how to express it. It just comes out in tears. So yeah. I think that for me is a struggle because sometimes I just want to be angry without the tears to show people that like I'm angry. I'm not sad because when you're sad, people right. want to comfort you. And that's not what I want to do. I want to be right. mad. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No one wants to be comforted when they're mad. Nope. Right. <laughs> Not I what I need. Yeah. I mean, that just happens to be the way that your body expels energy is yeah. through tears. Right? Yeah. That's just all the, <clears throat> that's all crying and tears are is just the expression of energy. Yeah. Yeah. I found too that um, over um, the years and um, the work that I do and also the work that I do continually do on myself is <clears throat> I wasn't aware um, at first how prevalent codependency is among highly sensitive people. Um, I get it. Um, I get it now that I understand myself more because I too kind of do that dance with codependency and I understand where it came from um, is when we when we don't feel empowered over how we feel and we think we give all the power to the other people like <clears throat> if you could have different energy i would feel better if you would not express your anger i would feel better if you would not you know be sad you know we start to point outwards and we say you need to change and then i'll feel better your energy needs to change and then i'll feel better um and also like the saying of like good vibes only, which mm. is very, it's, it's laced in codependency. It's like good vibes from everyone else. So I can feel better. Yeah. Um, You're going to get, get disappointed. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It really isn't about everybody else changing. Um, now you couldn't have convinced me of that, you know, nine years ago, like nine years ago, I wasn't consciously in that space of accepting that at all. I really yeah. thought that y'all need to get have some control over yourselves and your emotions <laughs> and your energy so I can feel better. Um, and that's only because I just didn't know or have the tools or believe in myself enough that I thought that I could actually be around someone with really heavy energy and, and be okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I get it. And it's, and it's, it's a trauma response, right? Because we're handing all of our power over to other people. Mm. Um, but yeah, I see that a lot. And um, I think it's less prevalent now, like in the spiritual circles, um, there's a lot more people talking about trauma, mm. um, which is good. But I think, you know, years ago, there was this, <laughs> this fluffy type of like, everyone else needs to change so I can feel better. And there, it's still around now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think in terms of um, shedding the light on um, coping mechanisms and trauma is more prevalent, which I'm really, really um, grateful for. Yeah, I think we have a responsibility <laughs> to just make our uh, own environment as good as we can to thrive and feel better. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. You can't change anyone else, so you're just going to get disappointed if you're not going to be happy because someone else is not happy. So you have yeah. to dig dig out that, <laughs> dig deep and, um, yeah. Work on yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to <clears throat> boundaries. Obviously you have this self-care routine where you're, um, I call it like, I live a life of healing every day I heal. Um, to, and I, and I'm conscious, um, in terms of my routine of how I let go and release every single day, because I'm not, 
I can't stop the fact that I'm, uh, I notice and I feel the energy of others, but I can take care of myself in a way that if, let's say, if I do go to the movies um, and I know that if it's a busy theater, which it wouldn't be today, um, <laughs> but if it was, I would come home a little bit more drained than I would like. So I just make sure that my cup is consistently being filled so I can offset the times when I want to live life and experience things, even though I know it's going to be, you know, a little bit draining. Yeah. So yeah, self-awareness and knowing, okay, what do I need to get through this activity or moment? Yeah. And that's a question that (laughs) I get a lot. Like how, how do I do, how do I survive this? And it's like, you have Mm -hmm. to find your own way because there's not one magical way that works for everyone. You have to find what fills your energy uh, mm-hmm. and do more yeah. of that when you when you have <laughs> the spare time to do that or take time to yeah. uh, fill your energy up. Absolutely. It's like we all have our own special recipe and needs. Um, and that is, that's a journey of self-discovery for each highly sensitive person to figure out, okay, what ingredient do I need in my recipe so I can feel good and I can thrive? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So what would you say then um, is like one, and if you have more than one, uh, a misrepresentation, like what misrepresents the HSP or the highly sensitive person? You know, those sayings or beliefs or judgments that society might have about a sensitive person. That we're weak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I get that a lot. Um, people send me DMs that they cannot ever say out loud that they're sensitive because um, that will basically ruin their lives because um, mm. people would not accept them for who they are and that they're weak. Um, but I would say the opposite, actually. Because <laughs> um, yeah. being sensitive, it doesn't um, mean that you're unable to handle what life's life throws at you. Um, it just means that you take in more than others. And if mm-hmm. you can handle all of those things, I think you're pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, my saying is this, if you think about it, we live in a world that is consistently trying to avoid feelings. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because it's hard. Yeah. Right. So you have people that aren't highly sensitive walking around consistently trying to shut their own feelings off and other people's because it's hard. And then you have the highly sensitive person that doesn't get to do that, that is feeling the feelings that everyone else is trying to avoid, but they're feeling them a hundred times stronger than them. So does it equate to weakness or does it equate to the strongest people on earth? Yeah. Right. (laughs) So everybody else is trying to avoid it. And here we are feeling it to its extreme. Yeah. So, and what I like to do too, is like if the word sensitive, because it really is about the sensitive person um, coming into acceptance of themselves, right? If we're afraid to say the word to someone else, it's because we truly don't accept it ourselves. So you could replace the word sensitive with perceptive mm. or intuitive. Yeah. Right. And, and it may, and it's just because the word sensitive um, for some reason, society made that almost like a, a bad word. Exactly. Yeah, which it's not. And I think uh, the new generations are kind of flipping that around for us. So yeah, that's good. I think so too. They're doing a pretty good job (laughs) paving the way. (laughs) Yeah. We just sit back and ride the coattail. (laughs) 
(laughs) Absolutely. So tell us your journey as a highly sensitive person. Um, Like, when did you finally realize it? I know with your intro, I kind of, uh, you know, gave a little bit of a um, a view into it. But in your own words, um, tell us about your journey as a highly sensitive person. Yeah, I was the first time that I came across um, Elaine Aaron's self-test was when I was home um, exhausted from work. I think it was, yeah, a few years back, um, maybe 10. Um, and that was just like someone opened a door to a whole new world. <laughs> and I was I was just relieved because I finally had like words to what I was experiencing and feeling all my life. Um, so that was like the first, the first time I came across being highly sensitive. And after that, um, everything, not everything wasn't easier, but <laughs> I was more, I could, um, what do you say? Adjust my life, uh, yeah. in another way so that I could thrive, um, or live my life in a way that was well suited for me. Um, and as you said, then I started my account because I wanted to, first of all, I think it was like <clears throat> some kind of self-therapy. I just wanted to share mm-hmm. what I was experiencing. And my plan was never to have the account grow that big. Um, and then somehow, uh, a few years down the line, um, I just realized that I filled some kind of, uh, you say void <laughs> mm-hmm. um and everyone was starting to like following me and commenting and everyone like a lot of engagement um so then i felt like i'm just sharing my story and what i um experience in life yeah and that helps people so i'm mm-hmm. just going to continue to do that because yeah. each yeah. and every like different stages in my life. I, if I just, if I'm just being transparent and sharing that, it's going to help someone who's in that um, period in their life as well. Yeah. It sounds like um, it felt very liberating to see the quiz and be like, wow, that's me. Like yeah. you see yourself in something. Yeah. yeah. That's, <clears throat> I have a similar, that's how it, how it happened for me too. I, isn't it interesting? Um, I do believe, I believe in alignment and I believe that um, our answers appear when we're ready. And um, I just marvel sometimes at the timing of everything. And also like your story goes along with, you know, when we step into our authentic selves, right? And we discover who we are um, and we are brave enough to, you know, stand in that. It's almost like the world opens up and then you have everyone else like, wow, you know, your, your authentic journey is now the aha, oh my gosh, I, I feel seen and heard somebody else's story. Yeah. Right? So it's like you're passing that experience on. Yeah. I'm sure there's been so many people that see your posts and they're like, whoa, that's me. And so they're feeling that sense of, uh, you know, it's very healing to feel seen and heard finally yeah. for a part of you that a lot of us reject for most of our lives because we don't understand it. And neither do, you know, most people don't get that's so um, being highly sensitive. Yeah. And hopefully if someone sees my post and they feel a little bit more 
like little little bit braver than they did yesterday to share their sensitivity, I'm so happy. As long as I can help a little bit in some way, uh, that warms yeah. my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. have wanted when I was just figuring out I was highly sensitive. Mm. Yeah. yeah, aim into that. I mean, the journey is, right, it's of self-discovery and it's very healing for you to step into who you truly are. And then at the same time, the icing on the cake is you get to be the light for someone else. Like, it's like how it can't get any better than that. It really yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hmm. I love it. So tell me, uh, what are you doing now? Are you working with clients? I'm not working with clients. Um, Do you want to work with clients? Yeah, that's in my yeah. future plan. I yeah. actually, I don't know if I, yeah, I announced it on my Instagram. I was like, am I going <laughs> to spill I, the beans now? Um, yeah, I signed uh, with an online course company. Uh, so I will be making courses online in the near future. And I, um, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm planning to do um, mentoring as well uh, in the future, like one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, just because I know there's already a lot of people asking me questions and for like advice and guidance. So yeah. I would love to be able to connect with them one-on-one -on -one and like follow their journey and be a part of it. So that's my plan. And I'm super I excited. I love that plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of like, let it organically unfold and see, you know, what happens. I think it'll be an amazing journey and I think you'll help a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like this is my path and it's the right path. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited to finally like feel like I'm doing the right thing. Something that sparks my soul. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I loved having you. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for tuning in and share with them actually where they can find you again if they want to connect or follow. Yeah, uh, my Instagram ac account, that's highly sensitive online person. And there you can access the self-test and a lot of other fun, fun and educating stuff. Fantastic. Yep. And you can find her website too in her bio, which is beautiful. Thank I love the you. clouds. Yeah, it's so pretty. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I appreciate you. I'm so grateful that you're all here and I will see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.